Hello, my name's Christiana, and welcome to the Oceanside Community Church Podcast. We're a church in Parksville on Vancouver Island with a vision to be fully devoted children of God, fully mature in Jesus Christ, and fully alive with the Holy Spirit. We welcome you to join us weekly on this journey. For more information about our church, visit our website at oceansidecommunitychurch.ca or download our mobile app. We pray that you'll be blessed and equipped by today's teaching. Good morning. So good to be with you today on Pentecost Sunday. And would you stand for the reading of God's Word? We're going to read from the Gospel of John, um, a few select verses, John 14, 16 to 20, 25 and 26, John 15, 26 to 27, and John 16, 7 to 15. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before the long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go... I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known 
to you. These are the words of Jesus. Let us pray together. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for your spirit, your spirit of truth, your indwelling spirit of truth and power. Anoint us this morning, Lord. Anoint us with your spirit, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. This message is titled, The Spirit of Truth, and we're speaking about the Spirit, also called the Holy Spirit, and what a joy, what a blessing it is to examine the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And I want to say right off the top that certainly for me, there is so much more both to understand and to experience. And I pray that this will be our desire, that we'll want, that we'll crave to more fully understand and experience the power of God, the truth of God, the holiness of God, and the love of God. In the verses we just read, the Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth three times, specifically in John 14, 17, 15, 26, and 16, 13. And I want to point out that there's this emphasis on truth as it relates to the Spirit, the Spirit of truth. In the beginning of Acts... I feel there's an emphasis on power, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And here in the Gospel of John, there's an emphasis on truth, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Power from the Spirit Truth from the Spirit. Well, which one is it? Both. <laughs> yes and amen. You don't have to choose. It's like the last time I was grocery shopping with Karen, and we happened to be in the ice cream aisle. We bought some other um, healthier food. But we wanted ice cream, and the Haagen-Dazs ice cream bars were on sale. And there was one, it had like chocolate with almonds and vanilla underneath. And then there, mm, yum. And there was this other, it had like strawberry inside and strawberry on top. And I was like, oh, this is so hard. So I got both of them. I didn't, I didn't have to choose. I decided not to choose. And this is not really a good comparison because the spirit is clearly not the same as ice cream bars. But my point is, let's not get stuck in just one way of thinking about the Spirit. Let's continue to expand our understanding 
an experience of the Spirit, a robust, I love that word, robust, a strong understanding of the Spirit. We live by the Spirit, and we must walk in step with the Spirit, Galatians 5.25. So it's not just head knowledge, it's an experience. We live by the Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God, Romans 8.14. The Spirit is holy. The Spirit empowers us. The Spirit guides us into all truth. The Spirit intercedes for us, Romans 8, 26 and 27. We also have the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And we have spiritual gifts, for example, in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 to 11. There's more. There's more than that. There's more to know. There is more to experience. But isn't it exciting that there's more. There's more than we know. Our God is great, and His understanding no one can fathom, Isaiah 40, 28. Yet He has revealed Himself to us in the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus has asked the Father, and the Father has given us another advocate to help us and be with us forever, the spirit of truth. So what are some things that we learn about the spirit from these verses in John? And I also want to look at the beginning of Acts as well. I'd like to uh, talk about three eyes. Eyes help us see. Uh, tried. Anyway, um, the indwelling of the Spirit. So indwelling, identity, our identity as it relates to the Spirit, and instructing, the instructing of the Spirit. Indwelling, identity, and instructing. Let's look at the indwelling or the filling of the Spirit. In John 14, 17, Jesus explains to his disciples that they know the Spirit. For he, the Spirit, lives with you and will be in you. The Spirit will be in you. The Spirit will fill you. The Spirit will be in you. And in this same passage, Jesus teaches that the world cannot accept the Spirit because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. The world neither sees the Spirit nor knows the Spirit. So belief in Jesus, giving our lives to Jesus, inviting Jesus into our heart, this happens before we are filled with the Spirit. If you don't have the light, then you're still in the dark. And the opening chapter of the Gospel of John, John 1, a beautiful chapter, 
It talks about the light coming into the world, the true light that gives light to everyone. The true light is Jesus, but the world did not recognize Jesus. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. It's John 1, 11 and 12. And today we celebrate the birth of the church. And we remember the Holy Spirit filling the followers of Jesus on the day of Pentecost as recorded in Acts chapter 2. And I want to read a few verses about that event. Reading Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit indwelt them. And their lives were transformed. And this filling of the Spirit is for all believers. It holds true for us today. We will be filled with power. We will be guided into all the truth. We have not been left as orphans. We have an advocate to help us and be with us day by day. Let us not quench the spirit of the living God. Let's look at our identity. Let's look at John 14, verses 19 and 20. These are the words of Jesus. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. When we believe in Jesus, when we repent and receive Jesus into our life, we become a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. We become part of God's family, God's children. We have our identity in Christ. Jesus said, you are in me and I am in you. It's almost beyond understanding. In John 15, Jesus explained, so he used a visual, that he is the vine and we are the branches. So our identity is based 
on our relationship with Christ. Remain in me as I remain in you. The church is referred to as the body of Christ, the body of Christ. That's how strong, that's how compelling that our identity is. It's hard, maybe impossible for our human brain to fully understand this. But we do, we have an identity, an amazing identity. I don't think we grab hold of who we are enough. I know I don't. We are children of God. We are co-heirs with Christ. Yet to all who did receive him, that is Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John 1.12, when we believe in Jesus, we are children of God. So in Christ Jesus, you were all children of God through faith, Galatians 3.26. And the Holy Spirit has an active role in this. When you believed, you were marked in him, that is Christ, with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.13. The Holy Spirit is the seal of our identity in Christ as children of God. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that glorious? God sent the Spirit of the Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, since you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Galatians 4, 6, and 7. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. I'll repeat that. The Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Romans 8, 16 and 17 let us always remember who we are. Not so that we're proud, so that we're thankful, so that we're empowered to go out and serve the world in the name of Jesus. Remember who you are when the day is dark, when it's night. Remember who you are. You are a child of God, and this identity is sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So the Spirit indwells, the Spirit is a seal of our identity in Christ, and the Spirit instructs. The Spirit instructs. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, 
whom the Father will send in my name, the name of Jesus, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. John 14, 26. The Holy Spirit illuminates our hearts and minds. The Spirit gives guidance in specific situations. The Spirit reminds us of the words of Jesus. The Spirit helps us to understand Scripture. And the Spirit does not contradict Scripture. The Spirit never goes against the Bible. Now, the Spirit does more than instruct. Instructing is one aspect of the work of the Spirit. And in some ways, it was hard for me to choose that one word, instructing. I had indwelling, identity, oh, third word. And to be honest, I, I am a fan of alliteration. I think it's a great memory device. And I do feel instructing more than just the memory device. It fits with the passage. And there's a strong connection between instruction and truth when it comes to the Holy Spirit. But I also want to briefly touch on the Spirit being called the Advocate. The Advocate. And this word is used several times in the verses we read. And my understanding is that the Greek word in these verses is parakletos. It's been translated as comforter, helper, counselor, paraclete. And from the commentaries I've read, some prefer the word advocate, kind of arguing that there is a legal connection in the Greek but clearly there's not a complete consensus on how to translate that word. So let's not get stuck on that. Let's not get stuck on the exact translation into English, but let's focus on the actions and the activities of the Holy Spirit, our advocate, our helper. The Spirit testifies about Jesus Christ, John 15, 26. The Spirit proves the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. John 16, verses 8 to 11. And the Spirit guides us as believers in Jesus into all the truth. John 16, 13. And so we're back to truth, the spirit of truth. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Jesus said this about the spirit. He, that is the spirit, will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Through our lives, may the Spirit, the Spirit of truth, bring glory to Jesus. And I'll ask the music team to come forward. We've talked about indwelling 
identity, instructing, the indwelling of the Spirit, the filling of the Spirit. Our identity as children of God in Christ, sealed by the promised Holy Spirit. We've just touched, we've just scratched the surface today about some of the work of the Holy Spirit, including the important work of instructing, of teaching us all things and guiding us into Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or download our mobile app for more content. If you're in the area, we hope to see you soon. Until next time, may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you as you live by His Spirit.